This is CliffCentral.com. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yet again, another one of those absolutely fantastic days. Wow. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. This is Unplugged and In Charge on cliffcentral.com. Now, uh, this is our new time slot. In case you're listening live, we're now going to be from 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock. But of course, if you're listening to the podcast, that simply just means that uh, you'll probably catch us a little bit higher up in uh, the uh, category there on uh, Thursday's shows. But it is still the shortest hour of the week and as we do it every single day right here on uh, well not every single day actually every single week it feels like every day though because you know it's it's just it's it's just how we live man it's our daily life this is it this is how we live you know what i mean i got a uh, small koozie on my left hand side how are you doing today sir i'm doing very well how are you doing brother 100 percent, man all's good i'm still on top of the world i still got the buzz from yesterday you know i was doing the uh, ted talk yesterday I, I did a tedx talk and uh yeah man I, I i still feel on top of the world you know i still feel you know what I mean? That that feeling of yesterday. I feel like AKA on Feline Versace right now. You know? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell me about about um, your week. How's your week been? My week has been very busy. Um, yeah, I, I started off. Yeah, it's been very busy. Look, I'm just trying to um, make sure that I'm, I I I come I stay true to my commitment. Um, it's been a very positive week. There was a bit of ups and downs, you know, but every every time there is such things, it's all it's always there for us to learn and to make sure that we we come back from it. Yeah, definitely, definitely, great, man. So, uh, if you had to say um, one or two things that you learned from this week, like, wow, this is this is what I take away from this week, you know, this is what I'm grateful for, this is what I learned, and this is the two cents of wisdom that I've gained this week. What what would that be? It's actually two things: stay motivated. And uh, be consistent. Yeah. Uh, why I say that is because um, you always have to be ready for for the unknown. Yeah. You always have to be um, ready to to take action for whatever that you you know uh, comes your way. And I think I've learned a very a big lesson for that because of some of the things that I've I've I've, I've committed myself to. Um, you know, I've always have to make sure that I'm on point uh, because you know when you do a couple of things at the same time, you can't afford to rest. You can't afford to relax. Yeah. And I think to be consistent and to always be on point and to be focused is important. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent, man. I love that. Great stuff, guys. So I did mention that I had that TEDx talk. It was absolutely amazing for me. Um, and one of the cool things is that I'm hoping to get to share like a deluxe version of it for my Cliff Central people. You know what I mean? The tribe of superstar leaders. You guys deserve more than just a 10 to 20 minute presentation. I'll, I'll try to make a special podcast, just like a, where I elaborate on the subject matter a lot more in detail. So hopefully we can get to do that maybe, uh, uh, next, uh, next, next week, hopefully, or maybe the week thereafter. But just know that, uh, there's something that you can look forward to a little bit uh, later on, uh, in the, either this month or next month. But just know that it's coming. That's the cool part. Now I do have some really, really amazing guests right here with me. And uh, of course it's time to introduce them and to just get to know a little more about what they do and what makes them so great So uh, two people Yamkela is one of them uh, He's uh, doing very well in the entrepreneurial space uh, There's a couple of really cool things he's doing We're going to adjust your mic in a short little while Yamkela And uh, I also have with me uh, Gracia 
Gracia, the beautiful Gracia, walked in here with the biggest smile ever. You know, uh, she's got this fancy duke on right now. I don't know how she managed to manages to do this really, really advanced technique because it looks pretty advanced from here. And uh, we're gonna get to find out, uh, you know, what what uh, what journeys they're on, how they got onto the journey that they're on, and uh, you know, just just get inspired by their stories, guys. So this type of show. Um, I, as you all know, in fact, if, if you're listening to it for the first time, it's always about people doing amazing things. You know, there's so many different parts of the universe in the sense that, you know, someone else is in um, entrepreneur entrepreneurship. Maybe another person is into marketing. Maybe another person is into engineering. Another one is into fashion design. And there's so many different stories to tell from all of these journeys and so much to learn. And you can sometimes learn from someone who's on the other side of the world compared to what you're doing. But you can use those principles or some of some of their gems of inspiration in your journey as well. So that's pretty much why we have a show like this is to learn from each other and uh, and become superstar leaders in the future as well. So I'm going to first start off uh, by having a chat with uh, Gracia. I think it's Gracia Bampile, if I'm correct. Yes. Yes. Correct. Oh, yes. Great. I'm great. happy to be here. Excellent. Super excited. <laughs> Excellent, Gracia. So so um, l- tell me a bit about what you do. Just uh, if you had to use uh Three sentences to, to, or maybe a paragraph to give us such a captivating introduction that we say, whoa, okay, this girl is the big deal. So I'm a fashion entrepreneur and fashion designer. So yeah. I do design my own clothes. I also sew, mm-hmm. but I also have a business. So that's why I'm an entrepreneur. Okay. Yes. Excellent. And, um, how, how are you doing at the moment? Um, how, how, how long has it been in this journey and, uh, and where are you at the moment? Um, so I started, I started, uh, fashion design when I was eight, but if I could say the entrepreneurial side, it's been about three years. Okay. Yeah. Three years. Three, three years. Wait, wait, what? You said you started fashion design when, when you I were was eight? eight? Yes. So, okay. By- now that, this is interesting. <laughs> okay. Cool. So now what we're going to do is we're going to, Minus, I don't know how many years we're going to minus to get to eight years old. I, I, I'm hoping it's a lot of years or maybe not a lot of years. I don't know what I'm hoping, but tell us about the time you were eight years old and, uh, and tell us about that journey. So, uh, the week before I was turning, I turned eight. My parents bought me a pink dress and okay. I loved it. And I went to school. I told all my friends, my birthday's coming up. I'm wearing a pink dress. And then on the day of my birthday, they present me an African print dress that was just not up to standard according to what I wanted. Okay. So then I, I was very uncomfortable the whole, my whole birthday. I didn't like my dress. Mm. And then, um, yeah, so I, I guess from that day on was I realized, okay, why did I not like this dress? Why was it such a big deal? Because mm. my peers, they, they, they didn't care about how they looked or fashion. And I've actually always been that way. I've always been particular about how I look. You know, I've always been particular about the clothes that I wear. So mm. from that day onwards, I started doing like, um, so the older I grew, I realized it wasn't really the, the, the African print dress that was ugly. It was just the, Choices that my parents made okay, in buying yeah. me that particular dress. Yeah. So I started to research on f- fashion design, African print fabrics, different fabrics, different countries, and I realized, oh my gosh, this is like the coolest thing in the world. And that's when I actually took when I when I chose to go into fashion. That's when I said, okay, I'm gonna do African print. How old were you when you decided? Okay, cool. This is what I'm gonna do. It's about uh, sixteen. All right. So about eight years later. 
that dress is still fresh in your memory. Till today. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> so I mean, moral of the story, you know what I mean? Think before you pick that dress for your little seven-year-old yeah. or eight-year-old child, right? Yes. Wow, interesting. Where did you grow up, by the way? So I I grew up in East Africa. So I moved around a lot. I, East Africa is big. It's big. Where exactly? Literally East Africa. I went to Uganda for a okay. couple of years. Yeah. Then I went to Kenya. Uh huh. Then I went to Tanzania for like a couple of months. Wow. Then I went to Rwanda. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally did like yeah, a no. tour. <laughs> Look, you you had the African tour. Now yeah. I I went to um to Mozambique recently. I mean it's just here. It's next door to us. Yeah. But the average South African feels like ah that's far you. You know when because it feels like it's another country and they speak a different language and everything. And I learned so much just by going there and getting to see how people live and and uh, and you know you gain you gain so much insight in uh, into their history into their fabrics their material. I was even thinking, is that like a Mozambique thing? You know the the, the material that you're wearing today. But um, I guess there's so many different materials also. Tell me about the the this East Africa um, childhood that you had. Yes. And what you think you've learned from these countries and, and being in different types of ecosystems, if I can put it that way. Yes. What I've learned is to be open-minded. You know, living in different cultures, it's, when you go to Uganda and you go to Kenya, it's not the same. Yeah. It's, it's the same region. Mm. It's different people. People have different vibes. Um, and then when you go to Rwanda, it's another thing. So mm. I've learned to be open-minded. I've learned to accept people. Um, yeah. So I think I think that's what I've learned about living uh, to be diverse. Yeah. With my thoughts and yeah. And then in terms of opportunities, like how do you how do you view the world or Africa in terms of opportunities? Let's say here's South Africa, here's Tanzania, here's U- Uganda, here's Rwanda. And if you had to compare how you were feeling living in that country and you, how were you feeling about opportunities? In entrepreneurship, in fashion, just just in general, I, I I feel Africa is booming right now. I feel Africa is booming right now. So wherever you go, whether you're going to Kenya, Rwanda, SA, you Africa is booming. But in terms of opportunities, I think there's more opportunities in South Africa, yeah. just on a personal uh, mm-hmm. level. But Africa is is booming. Yeah, no, that's that's actually uh, the thing, right? Um, when I I felt when I came back to South Africa, uh, I I thought, geez, man, look, here's the thing. Uh, a few months before going to Mozambique, I went to China, and wow. so now it's the comparing these two. You know, yeah. one is literally light years ahead, and then one is a little behind, and then South Africa is somewhere in between. Because when I'm in China, I feel like. If you have any dream in South Africa, it's still too small, you know, because China is huge. It's like 1.3 billion people. In one city, you've got almost the entire population of the country here in South Africa. It's it's amazing what's going on there. And uh, also, there's, I mean, there's so many different types of problems because there's so much, so many people in one place. So new problems exist. That's why Uber can only come from a country with a lot of people where you have real problems of transportation where, you know, in China, for instance, they have to take turns driving 
cars. Oh, like, for wow. instance, they'll say if your number plate ends with a, an odd number, you drive Wednesday and Friday. And if it wow. ends with an even number, it's Monday and, uh, and ch- like, you know, things like that. Like, they would try to, yeah. to say, we have to regulate the numbers in some sort of way. Now, imagine you've got kids and you have to drop them off to school every time. How are you going to do that? Well, introducing Uber. You see what I mean? Like yeah. in a country like that, when necessity is greater, innovation can actually happen a lot quicker. Yes. And in a country like South Africa, where it's not that bad compared to what's going on in a country with 1.3 billion people. You know what I mean? So, and also when it comes to business, if you want to be big in South Africa to only 54 million people or 55 or something, Imagine in China, that means you're only big in one little city. Yes. A city, not even a province, a city. A city. How big should your dreams be? How big are they dreaming in, in China? How big is the youth in China dreaming? Or in America, where there's about 333 million people. So South Africa, 54, them 300. And, wow. You know, when you want to be big in the country there, it's almost like being big in 10 South Africans. <laughs> it's crazy yeah. to think about it like that. And, uh, and I think when, when, one, once I saw that, I, I realized that, hey man, you know, whatever dream I have in South Africa, man, it's so small, do it anyway. Sure. You know, because yeah. out there there's even bigger dreams and yours is just, you just want to fill up a little dome. Do it, man. You know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> and, and I think that's what uh, artists actually have as the advantage, the ones who get to travel a lot because they see all these things. Then they come here with what we think are big dreams and we're thinking, how the hell is he going to do it? And then he pulls it off because he got the courage by seeing other countries. And I think you getting to travel so many different countries. I was, I was actually recently in Dubai as well. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was, I literally entered heaven. (laughs) <laughs> Literally, I was like, um, "Wait, is it that hot in heaven?" Ah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure it's a heaven, or is it the other one? <laughs> no, I mean, in terms of the technology, the yeah. way the country has developed in the last, I, I would say, ten years. I was in Dubai uh, two thousand in two thousand again, and when you go there today, it's like a completely different country. You know, mm. so it just shows you that um, we need to dream bigger. Yeah, yeah. And work harder. True, right? That's yeah. the advantage of traveling. Like, I think the more you travel, the more you see, mm. the more you appreciate, and, and you can start to grow as a person as well, right? So, let's talk a bit more now about um, your your actual collection. There's um, some, some exciting stuff coming in the pipeline. Yeah, um, tell us a bit about that. excited and nervous at the same time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm dropping my collection, my summer spring collection tomorrow. Okay. And uh, so, it's going to be sold in a, on a... On an e platform, so mm-hmm. on my website, which is mm-hmm. www.hotafrica, Africa with a K. I thought I was just being cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dot com. Yes. Okay. So, and where are you launching it? Is it, uh, are you I'm doing anything specific or? Yeah. At the Free State Fashion Week tomorrow. Okay. Free yes. State Fashion Week. Yes. I didn't even know Free State had a Fashion Week. <laughs> All right. The they Free do. State Fashion Week. Yeah. Ah, okay. Where will that be hosted? Uh, it's in Bloemfontein. Okay. Yes. Ah, Free State Fashion Week in Bloemfontein. It's all by Afrikaner dozo. I'm joking. I'm joking. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And I mean, this journey has come full circle. I mean, there was once upon a time you were eight years old. You didn't like the dress your mom made and you decided to do something about it. And then eight years later, you decided, you know what? African print is the way to go. Yes. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's probably been a couple of years since then. And, uh, now you're launching. 
Yeah. Amazing, amazing journey, right? Thank you so much. Wow, well done, well Thank done. Thank you. A lot of people have have um, dreams or or maybe you know things that they would love to do, but don't do anything about it. And I think when they watch you, they're thinking, "Wow, actually, that's that's possible." Because I had an, you know, I also had an idea to do something, and then they never quite did anything about it. It's just mm-hmm. kind of there in the back. Back room of your mind Where all the other forgotten ideas are You know And uh, and for you to to not have Given up on that dream I mean it started so long ago yes. But you kept on going What were you doing on the side Or was this always your thing Oh, So you know what I really hated um, African print To yeah. the point where I, I didn't pursue it at all I actually yeah. don't have any formal education in fashion uh-huh. I have an uh, international relations degree from VITS Interesting So completely a different name Yeah Yes Wow So, um, so on the side I was doing that <laughs> Okay yeah. International relations yes. So you did international relations And uh, let's talk about uh, some of the things that you, you uh, are using there To help boost your business because sometimes I yes. think, though it felt like a useless uh, uh, thing to study, now that you're doing something else, yes. there's always so much you can take from that yes. and put into, you know, what you're doing right now. Yes. Um, so, like, you know, with 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 degrees in arts, you 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 write a lot. Mm. So that forced me to be to 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 do blogging and to do creative writing. Because with with uh, international relations, you have like essays that are like ten thousand words. So you you have to find a way to articulate yourself yeah. on paper, and that has really helped me. Also, just the way you have to structure things when you do international relations has also helped me in my business in fashion today. Mm, yes. mm. You see what I mean? That that um, sometimes varsity is just there to teach you. Certain principles, certain ways of doing yes. things, uh, certain timekeeping. Uh, timekeeping strategies, and you know all those type of things. And once you've learned all of that, the discipline that comes with it, you can go and do anything, as long as now you have that discipline that came with you know that that uh, structured way of having to write the essays, explain yourself, prove, research. And now that you've learned how, you know you can go pursue your dream. With that, with those same hustle tactics that you used in class. Yes, mm. definitely. So yes. where, where do you imagine this going five years from now? I imagine it conquering Africa. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not limiting to, as you've, as you've said, someone in China, their dreams, if I was to compare my dream to theirs, they are only catering to a certain city. Yeah. So I can't also limit myself and say I'm gonna just build this brand in um uh, in um Johannesburg. So I'm literally gonna go Cape Town, outside the country, back to East Africa. Yeah. You know, go to North Africa, West Africa. You know, that's that's where I see the brand going, and outside Africa. I think international because. Yeah. You you making you make you you using African print. You making things that. Sometimes people outside of Africa, Beyonce might actually be wearing this one day. Oh, from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know? And I mean, and she could be like, wow, I actually always wanted one of these. Oh, this is so cool. So easy to, okay, boom. And then you see an Instagram picture and you're like, whoa, that's, that, 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 that's my stuff. And, uh, and who knows where it can go from there, right? Like, it starts to to get big internationally. You never yes. know. So, yes. 
don't dreams are free make them as big as you want to exactly. because it's free right exactly yeah but well done on everything that you've done so far but Thank i can't so imagine much. that it was easy having to off ramp when your parents have pay- spent so much time effort and money getting you this far i see your your face mm. starting to change tell us about that journey oh wow so when i told my parents i wanted to start a business they were like, but like, do you know how hard it is? Do you know how many years it will take you to make it? And whose money are you going to be living off? And I literally, at some point, were not talking to me because they're, they've already in their minds, they've already set a career path for me, do this degree, go look for a job in this NGO or in this organization. Then here I am. I'm like, actually, you know what? Um, I don't want to do all of that, which was the easier path for me would to go and up. Put my CVs in different places mm. And then now here I am starting from zero With Yo. nobody I didn't know anybody in the fashion industry I didn't even know where to source fabrics So I had to learn that I had to travel around again Africa um, To source the fabrics Which ones were cheaper And even with this collection actually It wasn't easy It, it, it looks It's, it's going to look nice tomorrow yeah. But the journey behind it um, actually, when we were doing a photo shoot, we actually got robbed at gunpoint. You got so, robbed? Yeah. And I felt like, I felt very discouraged. I thought, okay, maybe it's not the timing. Maybe it's a sign. Maybe it's a sign. <laughs> I must just wait till next year to drop this. And I got really discouraged. Really what did discouraged. they take? They took the cameras? And Everything. Except, ah. yeah, except the car. Jeez, that is so bad. Yeah. They you they came into your studio and they no, robbed so you guys. No, so we were doing an on-site photo shoot. Yeah. And then I guess they saw us. They were like, "Oh, they look vulnerable." Oh man. Robbed us. Jeez, and so, you couldn't say at least the memory card. Just give me the. <laughs> you know, <laughs> my driving license was taken, my passport. Oh, so I was like, at least just can you just give your me my passport. passport and my driving license? Because I mean, Those what are, if yeah. it complicates your life even further, and then now. The government's like, yo, man, you don't have papers, you must go. And you're like, <laughs> no. no, like, I can explain. It's just the way my accounts are set up. I gotta check it to the same. <laughs> you know, and also my then goodness. you're also responsible for other people. So I felt yeah. responsible for the whole incident. Mm. And it took me like, a, I was actually supposed to launch the collection on the, on the 15th of August. Mm. So all of that time, I was like, I'm, I took twists. I'm like, I'm not gonna even do anything to do with this collection. And yeah, so it's, it's not easy. My goodness, I can't imagine that type of uh, pressure. Yo, and I mean, all of that happening at the time where you're just trying to build a dream. You know, your parents are already against it and you're just trying to say, okay, let me try this thing out. And um, now here comes this unknown unknown. You know, I call it those, there are things that, you know, you can plan and those are like your known knowns. And then there are the unknown knowns or the known unknowns let's call it that rather it means that you know you can't control them but you know they're there like the weather and those type of things and then there are those unexpected things that you did not expect and you did not even know how they will affect you like someone just rocking up taking everything and you guys have to start all the way from scratch and now you got uh a photographer who's also kind of angry and grumpy and sad at the same time and they're like yo but uh my camera kind of got lost at your shoot maybe like uh you owe me like a camera no (laughs) yeah (laughs) all of that probably was not easy and uh it's so easy to think that when things happen it's a force but what i learned recently um or let me say in the last two years is that you need to 
see those type of things as a fact and not a force. You see, a fact is it happened, it happened, and there's nothing I can do about it. And I just carry on. Even if two, three, four, five of them happen in the same week or the same month, don't try to find a pattern and say, ooh, there's a spirit that is after me. Look, my things are not going right. <laughs> you know, it's so easy for us to think, no, I think there's a dark cloud over my life. <laughs> you know, like, smells just cracking. <laughs> but yes, it's so easy to think that. You know what? Uh, my life is not going right. I think I need to go get bo- washed or something. A cleansing process needs to happen. You know, my life is just not go- going right. I think, um, uh, you know, maybe something is against me. Maybe I'm not, maybe this is not it for me. Maybe it's a sign. You know, this whole sign thing means that you think there's a force that's uh, working against you and that dream that you have and you need and uh, sometimes you just need to recognize whatever thing happens as, you know what, that's just a, f- a fact. It just happened and I'm going to pass it and uh, I'm going to just focus on the next thing. And I think that that is important sometimes, you know, to, to see things as a, as a fact and not a force that is coming after you and it's going to haunt you or, or take you down. Because, you know, a lot of times we, we think that's, that's the case and it's not always the case. Yes. Cool. Any last words you want to add before we, uh, we, we're gonna, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a chat with Yamkela and then a little bit later on, closer to the end of the show, you've got a, um, a it's called a, a head wrap challenge, right? Yes. And, uh, we're gonna be trying to make a head wrap real quick. I think, uh, we'll take each other on. How many black, how many, uh, um, fabrics do you have today? I, I brought two for you too. Alright, cool stuff. So <laughs> we'll get to do that and we'll get to see how quick we can actually wrap things up. <laughs> okay, cool. So just, uh, uh, you know, any last words for people who are also pursuing their thing on the side, they're studying or maybe they've just graduated and their parents expect them to carry on with what they've done and uh, there's also this thing in the back of their mind that yo man I want to start this thing yes I don't know if I'll be you know rich from it but it will really fulfill me um, I would say follow your your heart and not your mind because my mind would have never told me to go and pursue a, a whole business mm. but my heart was like but and this is what you want the core of you knows the best of you mm. yes Wow. And for tomorrow, if you want to see my new exciting collection, go to my Instagram at Hot Africa. Hot is H A U T E. Africa is A F R I K. Excellent. Yes. Wow, well done. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the lady herself. Gracia is the name. (laughs) Uh, She's doing very, very well for herself. She's just starting her own thing. Her parents are probably listening to this saying, hey, this child, all right, I know we shall see. You know, (laughs) but uh, I'm sure it will work out and it will really, really work out. And uh, hopefully one day we can see you post that Beyonce is wearing your Duke, right? Excellent. I'll probably faint and then I'll call you Ah! after. (laughs) (laughs) It could happen. It's definitely possible. Let's mark today as the day we said it. You know, so, uh, so when it does happen, we say, yeah, man, it, we, we said it first. (laughs) Excellent stuff. Well, all the best with your journey and, uh, we'll keep tabs on you. We'll check it out on social media and follow your growth. 
And uh, yeah, man, we hope one day, you know, you could be delivering one of those big talks saying how you went from a small business to something really, really big. Thank you so much. Excellent. Thank Great you. stuff. So uh, that was uh, Gracia. Now we're going to go over to Yamkela. And uh, he's doing some amazing things as well. Um, He's uh, he's already done so much I don't know if I should actually just tell you All the great things about him Or let him tell you the great things about him I think let me make him say it Because then you know what I mean He's going to say it with that thing you know Maybe he's you know he Yeah he can actually also give us great context Into how he grew Into what he has achieved But I mean just uh, looking at his profile Just quick I'm seeing many really amazing things here Um Forbes 30 under 30 Is that also something mentioned here Yeah Forbes 30 under 30 Another one of the the young men Doing exceptional um, things in that space um, And at, at, age, at age of um, 20 Wait no Age 24 And employed a number of young people In his business And uh, he's also studying at the moment Currently completing his MBA And has a BBA degree Amongst other qualifications And uh, today he wants to talk about The importance of education As an, an entrepreneur And also of course embracing entrepreneurship Without uh, undermining education Because that's sometimes something That can happen People think ah, Why do you even have to go and study this Just drop out and do this because all these people are doing so well and uh, look at me having you know his talk for him uh Yamkela, how are you doing brother i'm good how are you excellent excellent man so uh great to have you in the studio um uh, tell us about your day just tell us about your day real quick how's your day been so far well uh i've had an interesting day yeah uh, most of my day was just um as more in the house actually. yeah yeah uh-huh. quite a different day um I came out because I was gonna go to the office, then come here. Yeah. Then yeah, but yeah, it's been it's been it's been a pretty not hectic day. Mm-hmm. Hectic in the sense that there's a lot of planning. We're currently building a restaurant in Maboning. Oh that's wow! Supposed to be opening next week. So excellent. There's I'm hectic on preparations for that. We've we currently we just opened another office here in Sunning Hill. So that mm. has been strenuous as well for uh, my property and investment company. Mm. Uh, yeah. So that's been my morning. We've been literally just it's been planning, thinking, and wow. Yeah. Excellent. Now, are you still 24? Your profile <laughs> says 24. Are you still 24? I'm 24. I'm 24 years so, old. So now the question on every person's mind is like, dude, are you from a rich family? Why do you building, you're building things, you're making money. Hey man, it sounds, you know what I mean? Tell us about, about that. Yeah. Now I'm not from a rich family. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm from the Eastern Cape, a small town called Mount. It's just cause you're closer, right? <laughs> like it's just, you know, it's, in people, us. it's just in us. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm from a small town, uh, Mount Frey, you know, yeah. uh, I was raised also, uh, I was raised, I could say my biological father was absent, uh, grew up being raised for a huge period of time by my grandmother as my mom was going to work. At mm. a later stage, my mom got married and then, uh, they, they, uh, her and my stepfather raised me together. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we, we definitely were not, uh, privileged at all, you know. Yeah. We, I, I literally have had to work for mm. everything that I've had. I always tell people that um, 
I'm one of I consider myself a very unlucky person in the event that things don't just come alive for me. I need to work them to reality. Yeah. I need to build them. I need to constantly be working hard, sleeping the late hours and constantly sacrificing to make them. But I consider myself a lucky person in the other end because I get to learn principles that will help me sustain what I've built. So both those things work together. So it wasn't handed over, you know, it's been a journey. I came to Johannesburg in 2012, trying to start business. My first business, total flop, you know, mm. uh, there were, there was a guy literally, uh, I did an event, didn't make that event a successful, a success. Uh, it was a success, sorry. And then I lost money at that event, you know, and I remember the guy chasing me with his car, trying to run me over because he <laughs> thought that the event made money and I didn't want to pay them. Uh, I've, I've had about, I can call, I've had about two failed businesses that were mm. already starting to pick up. And uh, when I look at where I am today, I then say that, hey, actually I paid a lot of school fees, but the school fees were worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent story, my brother. Uh, now, Here's the, the, the question I got asked yesterday. Is it possible to be successful without having to fail? Because there's someone who was, I guess they were feeling really frustrated at the thought of, man, I'm going to have to fail first. I hear everyone saying, yeah, my first business was a failure. My second business was a failure. I lost money. I lost, and he's thinking, yo, I'm too scared to lose these things. Is there a possibility to, to actually do well without failing? Yeah, I think also we, we need to redefine success. Yeah. You know, a lot of people confuse success with material things. Mm. And I think that's confusion. Mm. Success is the daily fulfillment of your purpose. So every day I do what I was supposed to do on earth, the way I was supposed to do it on earth, I'm successful. Uh, so, and uh, a lot of people think that it's the car. It's not the car. Hence, they have that fear. So is it is it possible to be successful without uh without uh without failing uh i don't think it is because there will be days where you don't fulfill what you were supposed to do on earth and you need to constantly remind yourself that this is what i'm supposed to be doing on a day-to-day -day basis on earth yeah. on a day-to-day -day basis it's not but it's in those failures in which we learn lessons that are able to sustain us through the next day to know what not to do so that we can be able to achieve what we're supposed to achieve mm-hmm Excellent. That that's the exact exactly the way to say it. Uh Spice, here you got something in your chest there. Yeah, I'm just listening to your words and you, you speak with a lot of maturity. And I'm I'm just interested to, to find out in terms of who were some of the people, maybe predecessors that you've learned from from whatever space that you're involved in, because I'm sure the, 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 the level of maturity that you speak with now and eloquence has not just come up naturally. Yep. And who were some of the people that, that, you know, that have laid the foundation and that you have learned from? Yeah. I think, uh, firstly, uh, when it comes to people, um, I think my, my, pa my mom, 
my mom never had it easy, but I, I saw her stick it out and sticking it out with principles. My mm. grandmother sticking it out, sticking it out with principles. And then on an international level, I was a huge follower of Dr. Miles Monroe uh, because I believe that his principles and his values and his teachings were necessary for every human being who wants to succeed in life because he really emphasized purpose, identity, and so on. And I believe that that is the birthing of everything. If your identity is not clear, effectiveness will not be uh, visible in your life. If effectiveness is not visible in your life, you can't earn money. It's impossible to make money. It's impossible to be successful. And then I think another greatest teacher was life and experience. Uh, I think I've experienced more knocks than any 24-year-old. I've experienced more uh, setbacks. You know, I've had people uh, I've had people want their salaries. I had 10, 10 men triple my size asking me for their salaries and <laughs> I'm the short guy and I'm like eh, 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 eh. these guys yeah. are just gonna chow me you know <laughs> I, remember, I remember one guy you know uh, I couldn't pay his salary and then he said okay if I cannot if you cannot pay me your my salary uh, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna bump your car at the back so because your car is this car uh, I know that at least would have paid each other you see Yo. so I literally had to jump in my car at that the moment he finished that <laughs> sentence <laughs> I literally had to jump in my car and start accelerating my car and try to dodge this guy. And this guy is just busy wow. uh, trying to run over my car <laughs> with his car. So it's been experience. Uh, I think experience teaches you so much about life that yeah. literally uh, even textbooks can teach you, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it instills certain principles that sustain you. You know, if I could tell... The stories I've seen and the things I've had to go through. You know, the average uh, entrepreneur is so scared, especially the young entrepreneur, is so scared to expand to an uh, uh, area where you have to employ people because you're scared of salaries. Like, what if I can't afford to pay them? Like, I don't know. And there's that um, fine line between saying, no, I'll employ them. We'll make the money because they're here. And then there's the part of what if for the first three months I can't make the money and and I can't pay these people. And then it becomes awkward because I said I would pay them and now we didn't make money. And, 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 and there's that fear. You went and jumped anyway. And yes, you did hit the ground a couple of times because that fear became a reality. You couldn't afford to pay them at some point. Tell me what you've learned in this journey. And uh, if you had to relive it... Um, or in fact, I mean, you, you got to relive it in your, in your trying again. What did you do differently? Yeah. You know what I've learned, uh, where's that uh, I've learned that, uh, business in theory is different from business in practicality. Yeah. Uh, for you to actually, uh, grow in business, you need to practically do the things that you've been fearful of doing. Mm. There is no theoretical way of bypassing the practical experiences of business. And I think that's where a lot of people get it wrong, where people say that, I always hear a lot of people going forth and they like, uh, you know what, uh, we're going to start a business, you know, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna be in my job and then when I'm working in my job, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to do it part-time, you know, mm. and then what's going to happen is this business, when I do it 
part-time It's gonna start to grow, 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 grow And then when it grows I'm just gonna quickly, perfectly Have a smooth transition From my salary to this uh, to this business Which will start making me money yeah. And in most cases Those people's businesses Usually don't become a reality They usually don't stand the test of time If they do end up standing the test of time They're not gonna be able to sustain it The reason being is for your entrepreneurial journey to be real It needs to be practical And there's no way of you making it practical Without going through the practical experiences of entrepreneurship What makes entrepreneurship entrepreneurship Is the fact that I'm building something from scratch If you've ever seen a building being built from scratch it, a, a rock needs to fall down at some point in time You know, cement needs to drip in the wrong place at some point in time Paint needs to drip in the wrong paint in, at some yeah. point in time If you now want to get uh, uh, if you want, now want to get a method or a procedure that will make you bypass those things, you're trying to bypass the cause that make entrepreneurship entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is made by those things. Those things are the virtue of entrepreneurship. Mm. So when it comes to people saying that, uh, when they say that an expansion, they scared of this, they say scared of this, they say they scared of this. I always say this, like another speaker says it, whatever Whatever you're scared of that you won't pay their salaries, it might happen. There's a huge chance that it's going to happen. But out of it happening, there's something that you're going to learn that's going to help you prevent it from not happening the next time. But mm. you need to learn it. It's part of your package. Mm. It's part of your game. It's part of what you need to do. You become a strong entrepreneur. I always tell people now, there are mistakes I don't make anymore because I made them before. Yeah. And because I made them before, people were telling me not to make them. But because it was just people Telling me not to make them It wouldn't sink well It didn't sink to the depths of my soul The depths of my blood But because I got to do them practically I got to understand And I think another thing people need to understand Is that as much as we all become entrepreneurship We all have our different entrepreneurship strategy Yeah And that means that the way so-and-so survived in the game might not be the same way Yamgela survives in the game. It mm. only takes experience for Yamgela to know that this is how I survive in the game. This I might not need to wake up at 5 a.m. I need to wake up at 9 and sleep at 2 a.m. With someone else, I need to wake up at 3 a.m. So the strategy in the game, you only develop it through experience and running the race practically. Mm. Wow, there's so much you said right there. I hear uh, Small wants to do also jump in again. <laughs> no, I was going to ask you if you have the horn there because we, the, the, whatever oh, he yeah. said. <laughs> it just needs that horn, right? I, yeah, boo, 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 boo. Can I even find it? I don't know where the horn is, man. I, I just, all I could find was an applause, right? I don't even yeah. know how to. I think the even the applause button just just froze. It was just like I know this is too much. <laughs> yeah, man. Th this is all really great, uh, Yamgela, and uh, and um, wow, man. So so what you're scared of is gonna happen anyway. Just go ahead and learn it. Just go ahead and but like, geez, it 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 really sounds like you know you you've you've been through almost like a a horror mixed with a comedy show. <laughs> To become who you are in the entrepreneurial space, tell us a, about one of the the craziest 
stories I know like one of them is that you someone wanted to run you over um the other one is someone was chasing you literally down the road to try to <laughs> bump your car <laughs> tell us a bit more about about those things and uh and and also just what you learned from them yeah I think wow man I've got so many stories it's yeah. crazy you know uh I remember this other time um one of my shops was busy yeah packed 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 busy and uh at that time the month had been going badly so if the month goes badly you've got a problem with salaries yeah and what what was was being sold at the shop uh african cuisine okay yeah. sure so uh i got into the shop you know here i'm excited i'm like perfect it's a good day by the end of this night i'm going to be able to pay my staff their salaries and mm. they'll be happy you know yeah and the staff were like smiling at me when I got in, you know, hi boss. Oh, we're so happy to see you. You know, it's a oh. normal day in the middle of the night. As now the traffic got hectic from the kitchen to the bar to the waiters, all of them pulled the tools down. Oh man. Total tools down. No one wanted to work. People stood outside of the shop at the entrance of the shop and all of them were like, we're not working. Wow, we we we're not gonna work this whole they night. They protested so in front of the customers. They post uh, protested in front of the customers, and you can imagine the embarrassment there, you know. Mm. And here I am now. I'm trying to get some of my relatives to come through and help out. I'm trying to grill. I don't even know how this griller thing works. Ish. I'm chopping. People are complaining that meat is overburned. They're complaining. So it was some of the very. Uh, you know, it's it's the experiences that I've needed, but they shaped out. You know, I always say that now I'm I'm at another level of strength. Yeah. And the reason I'm at that other level of strength is that I've been knocked down quite a few times. I've wow. I've seen it. I've yeah. I've been knocked down. You know, and I remember even when I started my first uh, restaurant, a bunch of there were a bunch of people. That literally I, I had been planning this, uh, putting this together and whatever. And there were a bunch of people that were not for black people opening businesses in that specific area. And they stood in front of the shop on the day. Imagine I had, I had incurred costs for rental for about three months without trading. And on that day, I was like, finally, I'm trading those two days. Those people stood in front of my shop and they said that there's no way they're going to have someone of my nature operating business in this area. I can wow. just forget about it. So they did that for a whole three days. Every time customers would be coming into my shop, they'll be protesting those customers, telling them that, no, this shop is not open. They'll be standing as a line in front of the main entrance. What? So... Of those experiences, you know, they do something to you. They do something to your inner being, your inner strength, your ability to sustain. Now, when I go through a storm, I'm like, I've seen worse. You know, yeah. when, 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 when things, because people forget this, you can get to a level where your business is turning over a million. Just know that you've got a million rands worth of a problem. 
You know, when your problem hits you, it's not like a 20,000 rand problem. It's a million rands worth of a problem. So it's still a storm on its own. At mm. every level, I always say that at every level of success, there's a level of attack that you need to be prepared for. And it never gets to a point where it's a walk in the park, where you're just waking up and it's just nice and you just want to take off your shirt and say, what a wonderful day. Every stage has its storms and every storms require every storm requires a certain level of emotional capital that you should have incurred in the last stage that you survived mm. amazing man i i'm so grateful for the growth that you've had and, and uh you know i i was saying to someone yesterday that that uh, in life um we are you know we we're trying to pass a test so we 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 are Imagine you, you, you're reading a, a certain chapter or a certain, yeah, let's say a certain chapter because you're writing a test. And, um, when you don't quite get the chapter, what do you normally do? You have to read it again, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, in life, we have our chapters, but if we don't learn enough to pass that test, we go through that chapter again and again mm-hmm. and again. And people wonder why they're still in the same cycle or in the same place in life. But it's because, well, you haven't learned the lessons that you needed to learn in that chapter so that you can get to ne- the next level. Mm-hmm. And what I appreciate about someone like you is that at 24, you've went through so many chapters. You're so far in your book. But the reason you're so far is like is because unlike everybody else, you exposed yourself to the things and you learned the right things in there. Because the worst thing is to do it again and do it again without having gotten smarter. Because if you didn't get smarter, then you would do it again and guess what? It would fail again and yeah. again and again. But when you do it differently because you're getting smarter and smarter, your dreams can also get bigger and bigger as you go along. Mm. And you're just getting too smart to make the same mistakes. Mm. But it's amazing, man. Just the the things that you've had to go through, you know, and, and we have to. You know, if you want to be a diamond, you have to get cut like a diamond. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to go through the pressure that takes you from being a coal, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, to to actually become, you know, diamond. Yeah. And even once you're that uncut diamond, you still don't look so attractive. You know, the hustle is unattractive, guys. Yeah. It's rough. Right. But look at you. Wow. I'm so inspired. Yeah, you wanted to say something. I always tell people that uh, your your success is not tangible. Mm. Uh, without sacrifice uh, What makes success tangible Is sacrifice Because success is more Journey orientated Than anything else You know uh, it's, it's What makes it ten- What makes it have substance Is the sacrifice And the journey That you've gone through The things that you've had To bypass And a lot of people Make the mistake Of wanting success But not wanting the sacrifice And the problem is You can't not have both You need You need the one To have the other Because the other is what makes what you want tangible and have value. So what what always gives me joy every day is not really even just the materialistic things that have been obtained, but when I look at the emotional capital, the strength, the wisdom, the intellectual capital, uh, the things that I've had to attain through sacrifice that are able to make sure that my success is tangible and sustainable. Wow. No, man, absolutely excellent. Swo, you wanted to add something, yeah? Yo, man, I thank you so much for coming through to the Unplugged and In Charge show. Um, your words are really inspiring, and I think you're a natural motivational speaker as well. Thanks. But what I want to know from you, where do you see yourself in the next five, 
five years? Well, uh, I, I just released my book recently, Suited for Change, uh, From Rejection to Boardrooms. Uh, yeah. So in the next five years, I see myself uh, as one of the biggest authors in this country, young authors that are raising young entrepreneurs. I believe that my, my, uh, I believe that I'm a firm believer in what I call calling, what you are called to do on earth. I believe that I'm called to uplift young people to fulfilling their dreams. So I see myself having built that. I think that I see the growth of the company, but the growth of the company will give me satisfaction when I've created growth of other young people that will be able to say that, you know what, your company, you, what your books have done this, you are able to influence. So I see myself as very influential in the next five years. Excellent. Excellent, brother. You are 24 years old. It is because you figured out early what you want to do and you figured out early what your calling was that you are able to, you know, go in that direction. Um, even though there are setbacks, even though there's a, an opposing wind that's, you know, pushing you the other direction and you didn't, you, you're not convinced that it is a sign for you to, to change course because all these things that have happened, people trying to run you over, people trying to um, uh, knock your car out or people um, uh, attacking you racially and you losing money and you, you're having to call family, meaning you're getting embarrassed, losing dignity, losing um, all of that. All of that, you know, uh, means that somehow you were so convinced what age were you when you decided, okay, cool, I'm convinced. This is what I, I'm, I'm, I want to do. And how did you actually come about that? That will be like the closing remarks uh, before we close the show. Well, uh, ever since high school, I've always known that I'm not going to be employed. Actually, uh, uh, that was about, I was about 16 years old when that confirmation was just like that. Even in high school. I was doing things like selling things, starting things, and so on. So I always knew I was never going to be employed. So far as there was a season that where my business wasn't doing well, and I was about 18 years old, I got employed. I decided, let me go to employment. You were 18 and you were in high school? No, no, no. I just okay, started cool. varsity. All I was right. doing my first year. So uh, the business wasn't going well at the end of that year. And I knew that I, w I had to go back home in December. And my parents would be like, Ish, you've been busy speaking about this business thing. And where are the fruits, you know? So um, I decided that I'm going to start going to work for some company. I worked for that company for two days. Uh, the third day, I decided not to wake up. Wow. <laughs> Decided not to wake yeah, up. I was like, I'm not interested in this. This thing is not for me. I'm not going to do it. And then from then, I just focused full force on my, what I'm, who I am and what mm -hmm. I'm about and so on. So I've always known, um, till, uh, since I was 16, uh, it took me a while to be faithful to my identity because that's where a lot of people get killed in the journey. Uh, it takes something else for you to be faithful to your identity, uh, mm -hmm. because faithfulness to your identity means that you shunt away from what society says about you. You shunt away from what society expects from you and you become faithful to the inner being that you are supposed to expose in your life. So it took me a while, but uh, the journey has helped. One is very faithful to his uh, identity and who I am. 
I Excellent. am an entrepreneur. Wow. Excellent. Well, you heard it right there. Be faithful to the journey, guys. Be faithful to that inner voice and, uh, and just keep on going, you know. Um, wow. Thank you guys so much. Excellent, excellent stories. And I'm sure that all of us have, uh, certainly learned something and, and taken something from all of what you guys have said. So now we're going to go on to social media. We're going to be, uh, doing a Duke challenge in a short little while with a Gracia. But thank you guys so much for coming through. It's the shortest hour of the week is the unplugged and in charge show right here on cliffcentral.com thank you very much for listening in this is cliffcentral.com